your arrest record is 400% higher than any other officer, which is why it's high time that such skills were put to better use. We're making you sergeant. I see. In Sanford, Gloucestershire. In where, sorry? In Sanford, Gloucestershire. That's in the country? Yes! Lovely. Isn't there a sergeant's position here in London? <laughs> no. Can I remain here as a PC? No. Do I have any choice in this? New. All right, folks. Welcome to the Man Cave Movie Review, the podcast that reviews the movie. Well, we're right back at <laughs> Yeah, almost. Like, G never stepped out of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, welcome to the Man Cave Movie Review, the podcast that reviews the good, the bad, and the ugly of movies for men. This is episode 209, and today we're going to be talking about Hot Fuzz. This great and fantastic film stars Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Timothy Dalton. I am your host, coming out of retirement, Steve Michaels, and joining me is my good and dear friend, Jeff. Nobody tells me nothing. Muncie. Hey, thanks, Steve. Um, you know, tonight we're, mo- we're reviewing a, a great movie that, um, you know, I, I think we need to, you know, put a disclaimer on the front of this. I mean, you know, and, and I should have probably done that before I, you know, it, it recommended this movie that, you know, this movie is, it's a, it's a comedy. It's a British comedy. And, and, um, and, and I know you, I felt like, Steve, I needed to preface all of that with you before you went in and viewed this movie so you were in the right frame of mind because I know, A, how much you appreciate comedies and, B, how much you love the British. So because of that, I know, Steve, you are going to give this movie a 10. That's a that's a bold prediction. Bold, sir. Bold. Yeah, it's, it's called hanging them out there. Um... <laughs> And uh, our other very good and dear friend, uh, the Reverend Deuteronomy Scabs. Uh, we're doing a movie called Hot Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. One I, I thought we were doing Fuzz. <laughs> I've been watching Burt Reynolds, Raquel Welch for hours. <laughs> Shit. You know. All right. With, with Brian, I was expecting. I'll on. Yeah, I was expecting uh, some like. Strip arm reference or something like that. When I said hot fuzz, <laughs> and you got it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, our other good dear friend Ken is not uh, able to be here because he had some prior engagements. And uh, uh, the actual host of the show, I, I pinch hitting for him, uh, so we can bring you guys a show. He is out. Where's he? He's at some across uh, tournament. Well, he's on a cross tournament. I'm yeah. assuming. It seems like they're all in North Carolina that he okay. goes to. Okay. So yeah, they're out. They're out. East, southeast, whatever, wherever that is. But um, so I'm I'm stepping in once. <laughs> once, and it's, and it's been a smooth evening so far. It, yeah, we're we're only we're only an hour beyond schedule. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm only. I mean, I was stone sober when we started. Now, hell, I'm drunk, and I've you know it, just since we've been waiting waiting for Muncie. Yeah, well, I hey, know. Now. Now, first of all, yeah. in my defense, I did tell you I was having some problems. I did ask you guys to get on early, and nobody 
threw me a bone. See, if he got on early, we'd only be a half hour behind by now. So it's really not my fault, right? Right? Yeah, it's your fault. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks. So here we are. We're going to be talking about Hot Fuzz. And uh, let's see, this uh, great, fantastic film uh, was made back in 2007. So it's, it's, it's 10 years old. That's kind of surprising. But um, uh, it's those... aged very well, by the way. Very oh, well. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, the uh, IMDB uh, background on this is uh, exceptional London cop Nicholas Angel is involuntarily transferred to a quaint English village and paired with a witless new partner. While on the beat, Nicholas suspects a sinister conspiracy is afoot with the residents. So, probably one of the better... Uh, one of the better IMDb uh, show premises I've, or summaries I've, I've read in a while. So, um, I've never seen it. This is uh, this was kind of a treat, and um, uh, I'll have some. I'll have words to say. Beautiful words, but uh, beautiful, beautiful words. Yeah, huge words. But anyway, I um, I'm going to kick it over to Jeff because Jeff, this was your pick. I, I'm I'm surprised a little bit. I. I would not have thought that this was a movie that was, uh, you know, up your alley. But uh, you know, I'm kind of curious to hear what you have to say. You know, brief summary. Well, thanks, Dean. Um, brief summary is this: in, in my defense, um, you know, Brian needed something that was streaming, so you know, I went out there and and, and looked, and and I and I came across this kind of quickly. Now, I remember um, I actually went to the movie theater to to see this. I actually paid hard earned money to watch this in a uh, in a darkened large room um and and i um uh, and i and i base it off of of course you know the two main characters in this are uh, from the Shaun of the dead uh simon Pegg and uh and um and then his buddy dude guy whatever nick frost, um, nick frost. Nick frost that's what it is and um and, and you know and i i Love Shaun of the Dead, and so I thought, you know what? You got this. You got these two buddies. They're doing this movie. Saw the previews. Previews made me chuckle. I was like, I can't get burnt with this. Well, I still enjoyed the movie. Um, I I hadn't. I I actually have it in the collection here somewhere, but I just watched it on Netflix the other night. Um, it, and I I I still find this to be a a pretty fun little romp through the uh, English countryside. Um, I. I personally enjoy um, the, the you know the the, the you know, it's, a, it's a British comedy and I've I've always appreciated them. Um, I feel it's a kind of British comedy light. Uh, I feel it's like uh, you know some British comedy mixed with more of an American feel. Um, but I've I've always found some good humor in it. I've mostly enjoyed watching and experiencing the movie because this movie has a lot of interesting audio transitions throughout the movie. And I always added, felt that added a little bit of character and humor to what I think is, you know, some, some pretty um, situational uh, I guess situational humor. Um, there are little, there's to me a lot going on in these scenes. There's a lot in the background. There is um, kind of the classic as you kind of laid out in the beginning. You got this guy who Kind of an outsider who kind of gets that that hair on the back of his neck standing up that says something isn't right in this cute, quaint little British Hamlet. 
And, um, and, 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 I, and I appreciate the, you know, it's, it's not completely slapstick, but, I, you know, there's a little bit of uh, um, silly comedy humor uh, mixed with situational humor. And I think it's just a fun evening when you have nothing else to do, movie to watch. And, uh, and, and I, I understand this, this, this isn't for everybody, but I also don't think that it's that bad. And I will go into further detail later, but I am interested to see what you guys, your general take was from, from this movie. Brian, what do you think? Uh, you're, uh, you're, am I get that? You're, you're, yeah. you're, I, uh, I honestly didn't know what to expect. Seriously. I, I'd seen, I think I'd shared this with Jeff earlier that I'd seen it on TV and usually just midway to the movie. So I kind of just brushed on past it. And so this is the first time I've sat down and watched it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the cast. I mean, in all it, What's amazing to me is you got Martin Freeman, who has been in so many. Well, I mean, he was he's he is Bilbo Baggins in the Hobbit movies. He's right in the in the movie, uh, and he's he's ubiquitous because he's on all the Sherlock Holmes things. He's in other stuff. He's everywhere right now. Bill Nye, who I think is a great actor. I always like to watch Bill Nye. These these are the guys right at the beginning of the movie. They were just kind of passing through. You had Jim Broadbent, who's a great British actor. Been a lot of stuff. He played. Uh, more recently, he played uh, uh, Lady Thatcher's husband in the movie about her. It was out. Uh, you've actually Tim. Uh, you got Tim. Uh, oh shoot, Timothy James Dalton. Bond. Timothy Dalton, and then you've got actually my favorite actor, Edward Woodward, uh, in the movie. And I'll go in. I'll go on my Edward Wood, Woodward screed about how wonderful an actor he is a little bit later. But uh, the casting's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, they, they got. Well, again, you know, the interesting thing about any kind of British-made movie is you can have the greatest actors in Britain, and they make show up for a TV series. You just don't know. And so it's always amazing to me how you can assemble a, a cast that's just so packed with talent uh, using British actors. And so that's one thing about it. Now, that said, this was not high drama uh, <laughs> by any means. But uh, but it was fun. I mean, it was a fun movie. Uh, you know, it's not a movie that intuitively I would go to. Uh, but it was a fun movie. Uh, Nick Frost, by the way, for those of you I don't know who've watched Into the Badlands, if you like uh, <laughs> martial arts, and kung fu, and and buckets of blood, uh, he's he's uh, in his most recent season of Into the Badlands. So, Brian, so, do, you, do you like that? I've I've watched every episode, and at the end of every episode, I'm going like, do I like this? And then I'll watch <laughs> the next one. So I don't know. I really don't. So you, so you do like this? I well. You know, it's, I mean, honestly, it could be like Sons of Anarchy, where I loved it until the last season. And I, the last season, I said, "Why did I watch this series?" Yeah, that's that, <laughs> so, there. You go. That's exactly where I was. Yeah, with so, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I just watched like, oh the first God. all the seasons except the last. Stop before the last. That's all I told anybody. I felt the last season was a little, a little Excess, excessive. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a little. Yes, I I felt it was yeah, too high drama, but. Uh, I know this isn't about, but yeah, um, Nick, uh, Nick Frost plays, he plays this great character, uh, in, in the Badlands. I mean, and, and I think he's, 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 he's got a comedy presence about him. He's not quite a Chris Farley. Uh, but 
but but along that lines of you know he he, he does a lot of physical acting. He he's, he's, he he's, he just I think he does a great job of delivering lines. Thought he was outstanding in Shaun of the Dead. I just love that quirky kind of sidekick character. Uh, but I I do like I do like Into the Badlands because you kind of have this kind of post-apocalyptic martial arts world, which you know it's a little different spin. I enjoy it. Flashy colors. There's a lot of artistry to it, but we'll talk about that some other time. It's a comic. It's a comic book almost, and, and yeah. he actually he actually was the draw for me this last season. And I didn't even realize who he was until later. Well, By the way, are those his real teeth, or did he go out and buy hillbilly teeth for this for the for, the, for this show? <laughs> I don't mean to be cliche, but I'm looking at those teeth. And I'm like, oh my god. Uh, I've seen horses with a better set. I don't think he has them. I don't remember those in Into the Badlands. I think he's, either. He's, I think that, but I mean, that's some of the, that, that's just part of this movie. I mean, there's a lot of intentional things that are going on, uh, which we'll get to. But, uh, all right. Well, Brian, I think that's fair. Steve, what do you think? Well, I just kind of want to piggyback a little bit on what Brian said about, um, you know, a lot of the actors that were in this movie because, you know, you've got some, uh, and again, I don't know, you know, back in 2007, how much, you know, how many people knew, or at least people in America knew about, you know, Martin Freeman or Bill Nye. Um, but, you know, these are, and, and that, that was the thing. I didn't even recognize Martin Freeman at first. I kept thinking that I voice, didn't either at first. That, that voice sounds familiar. There's something about the yep. voice. And I can't, and I went back, I went, oh shit, that's Martin Freeman. Okay. Yeah. And he's in there for like 30 seconds. So, but I think that goes back to what we've said a lot about. Uh, of a lot of your British actors is they are actors. I mean, it's it. it mm-hmm. I, I think there, there's a huge difference between British actors and American actors. I mean, there's, um, I mean, there talent. are some good. There are some, yeah. I think there's a lot better talent on, on the British side. We seem to get, you know, I don't know. That, that's a whole nother get- discussion. But I mean, I and we've we've kicked that horse. But I think it was. We've mentioned it enough where I don't want to dwell on it too much, but honestly, I had never seen this. I probably would have never seen it had we not done it for the podcast. I will say I, I was, I was entertained. I was, I was thoroughly entertained throughout the movie. There's, um, I, I will tell Jeff basically what I told, uh, when you, when you couldn't hear us. I think this movie is one of those where the, the, the parts are greater than the whole. Um, yes. There's, there's, some, I would- there are some fantastic scenes in there. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and one of my favorites, again, is, is the is the scene when they go to, uh, oh, God, what the heck's his name's house. The one that was cutting the, oh, uh, when they went to Bob Walker's house because he was cutting down his neighbor's hedges. And, yeah. And oh, he, yeah. And he has to do, like, there has to be like three translations of what he says because, <laughs> because the one cop that they bring to translate <laughs> – he can't understand him either. So it's just, I mean, it was stuff like that. It's just, you know. That actor was the groundskeeper in the Harry Potter movie. Yeah. And he also is one of the stars of The Strain, if you've seen The Strain more recently on American TV. He was also in, um, uh, he's in Game of Thrones, too. Uh, he was, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he was, um, oh, my God, that's right, the Red Wedding. Yeah. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> he, he is, he, yeah. And, and you, if guys, you, you guys watching that show? Which show? Game of Thrones. I, I buy the DVDs. Oh, wait. You know what? I think I screwed up. That's not the same guy. 
Um, no, no. Well, the guy. I, I think I mentioned the. No, what it is? I mentioned the wrong guy. Um, well, the the guy who had to be translated. Yeah, I can't think of his name. He's in Game of Thrones. It. He's in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah, I picked the right. It's a different guy. I was thinking of, but yeah, the uh, but yeah, that guy, David Bradley. David, David Bradley. Bradley. Yes, yes. I, I was looking at the wrong guy. So anyway, I was. I mean, I was very. I was very pleased with this. I will say this: um, the the thing that threw me at first, because I it, I had not, God, I haven't seen him in anything for forever, was Timothy Dalton. Yes, and. I'm going to tell you this. I mean, this is uh, so. He was funny. This uh, this is in 2007. That guy has aged damn well. Yes, <laughs> he looked great. He looked fantastic. I was like, holy shit! How old is Timothy Dalton? Well, he was born in 1946. So in 2007, Jeff, can you run the numbers for me on that? Uh, that's uh, 70, 70 years old, basically, right? Uh. uh 68, something like that. No, he's 70 years old. Now, but when this movie came yeah. out. Yeah, 46, 50, 50, is 51, right? Oh, okay. Oh, so he was 51 in this. No, he so can't. Four, he couldn't have been no. 51. Wait, 46. Shit, I'm 50. <laughs> he's, 60, he's 61, guys. 61. Yeah, 61 when this movie came out. Pull out your fingers and toes, Jeff. 61, not 59, yes. Sorry, I went yeah. backwards. So, yeah, I mean... I, was, I, I, I watched him in, I watched him in a miniseries called Centennial, which was a really good miniseries. And that was in 78, 77. So, he's and, been and, on TV ever. Yeah. And, and he, this, movies. his portrayal in this was just, was just spot on. He just had, and especially the way his voice, the way he talked and everything was just... I just the way he smiled and looked yeah. as he was driving by in the car. I mean, you're yeah. just like, oh, man. And he act, and he actually had a snidely whiplash mustache. I yes. Mean, that, that, yes, <laughs> you're right. I mean, steals, I mean, Simon Pegg does a great job, but he steals the show when he's in. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. And and it was really interesting to see, uh, and I'll say this, too, about Simon Pegg. It was interesting to see him in a role where he's not playing himself. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't Simon Pegg. I mean, I, I'm used to seeing him in like, you know, the Shaun of the Dead stuff or when he's in the Mission Impossible series, he's just kind of this goofball. And even in, um, even in the Star Trek movies, um, he still can't seem to shy away from that kind of goofiness. goofiness. He's not goofy in this at all. I mean, he's like, well, you know what? There, there is a small moment when he kind of has his meltdown. He does oh. regress back into that goofiness, but then he comes right back yeah. to being that that kind of straight laced guy, right. you know, that well, kind of Inspector Clouseau type right. of character. Well, well, Steve, I, I'm with you because at the beginning of the movie, it showed him like winning the shooting contest, and yeah. like setting the hundred yard dash <laughs> record, and I, I'm watching this and I'm thinking like, and he's going to wake up. You know, because it's a dream, right? And he'd wake up in the morning and he'd be this moron, which is what I expected. And I'm like, damn, they're playing this straight. He really is this, this super cop. But I thought it was also funny when they were so happy to get rid of him. <laughs> they were making us look bad. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we have to move you. <laughs> You're making us look bad. Well, right at the beginning, they had everybody lined up. You know, first, uh, Martin Freeman had, you know, 
Bill Nye, or oh, they has who is it? Yeah. Somebody else comes in, and, and, and it's like they're lined up at the door, ready to say, "I want to talk to the boss." I'm right. here. Well, <laughs> I want to talk to you. I'm here. <laughs> well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to see what the men have to say about this. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was well. It was very well done. But you know, um, Steve, I'll figure it out. Who's who's hosting this podcast here in a second? Um, <laughs> it is. It is. I think you're. I I agree with you that the the there are parts scattered throughout. I do feel like this movie goes a little too long, um, and but the parts, um, little vignettes throughout the the show are, um, you know, just kind of you know set up gags as you go along. I thought they were pretty well done, and I but I do think it does kind of drag on a little longer than it than it should, um, but. But yeah, I think you're. I think you're spot on there. Yeah, I like I said, I was, I was surprised by it. I, I didn't really know what to expect because I, I kept. I was afraid I was going to be walking into like some goofy ass type of comedy movie, and it wasn't. It wasn't that. I mean, this was more. Um, uh, I don't want to say it had the same level of violence because you know, you really didn't see anybody die. Um, but it was a little bit more along the lines of, and I'm probably pushing the envelope here. It kind of reminded me a little bit in a way of like lethal weapon in terms of the, the humor that was kind of thrown in, um, you know, throughout the, yeah. the course of the, throughout the course of the movie. I mean, because it's, it's kind of serious, it's got a serious tone to it. I mean, you know, not going to give a spoiler to anybody who hasn't seen it. It's not a, it's not a realistic plot line by any stretch. Um, at least think so but you know he's you know it's like they were they were taking a serious tone about it it wasn't all tongue-in-cheek funny so on so forth so you know i think i think you i think you put up a good analogy there i think it's the lethal weapon that has um um what's his name uh a little guy in it oh uh played in uh goodfellas yeah uh pesci yeah yeah yeah, I think I think that's a good analogy. Yeah, it's very much like a lethal weapon, um, with you know some some comedy relief at times. Yeah, you do know who else made appearances in this movie that they weren't credited, don't you? Yes, I do. Peter okay. Jackson. Uh, yeah, and Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett was Janine. I don't remember who Janine was. But... And then Peter Jackson was uh, the thief dressed as Santa. Oh, okay, okay. Well, there's a there's an actress in here. She played. Uh, how do I put this? She was the cop that uh, was a friendly, very friendly cop. <laughs> she was known oh, to all. She was great. Well, she she that's Olivia Coleman, I think, and she appears in uh, this huge uh, BBC series. Uh, oh gosh, it's a police procedural and it's really popular. They're so popular they made it for the States and they had the same lead actor. Gosh dang it, what's his name? He played Doctor Who at one time. But she plays like a, a very fit and proper, you know, investigator in that series. And here she plays frankly the the gal that gets passed around in the in the office, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> she gets around yeah, yeah. record. <laughs> She's been in a ton of stuff. Um 
And did you notice that we take all the good stuff that the Brits have on TV and then sure we do. make it? I, it's it's just it's almost embarrassing. It screwed up. <laughs> oh, God. It screwed up so bad. I did think the office was done okay. Most of it, most of the seasons. Well, I'll, 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 I can start on my rant about uh, Edward Woodward if you want me to, or if you want to. Yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I think we're talking about actors. Well, I, I think actually, first off, Edward Woodward goes back to uh, a TV series in Britain, a uh, spy series, black and white, called Callan, uh, which was kind of pretty dark uh, about uh, it's kind of a you know how cynical he was. He was a spy and. In the TV series Callan, and, and in real life, uh, Jeff and Steve, he was a miniatures gamer. I mean, a big-time miniatures gamer in real life. And really? in the TV series Callan, which was, was won, won some awards and set him up for some other stuff. But in Callan, there was this particular scene, and you can find it on YouTube, and, and uh, I can't remember what the name of the episode was. He, he basically outs this other spy somehow or other, by playing a miniatures game with him. He brings him to his flat, and they play, there's a table with minis, and they're playing a miniatures game. And I, and it might have been in a Civil War, surprisingly, instead of Napoleonic. I could be wrong, but I think it might have been American Civil War. They play a miniatures game. And, and in real life, Woodward was a big miniatures gamer. He also was a, he had some hit singles in Britain. And he is known uh, more famously in the States for the TV series The Equalizer. Uh, which was on in the early 80s, which I loved at the time. It had a great theme song written by Stuart, or, uh, Stuart Copeland from the police. Uh, and then uh, he is also famous for really one of the better war movies in a Man Cave movie, and oh my God, Breaker, Breaker Morant. He was Breaker Morant in the movie. Uh, but to get back to it, this film is, in my opinion, and I said this, is an homage to a movie he did in 1973 called The Wicker Man where he played a British policeman sent to a small Scottish island to, to investigate the, the, uh, a girl who went missing. Christopher Lee was like the patriarch of the island. And it's basically a very similar theme to this, where it's an old pagan. They all worship an old pagan religion there, and he's, he is the guy out of place, and it ends badly for him. Uh, not unlike this movie, where the islanders... Well, the fact is, is, well, anyway, it ends badly for him. But it's it's really a well thought of horror movie called The Wicker Man, and there is no doubt that the influences in this movie are, are this is a comedic Wicker Man, and I don't think it was an accident at all that Edward Woodward is in this movie uh, because of that because he did the original Wicker Man in '73 with Christopher Lee. So, but if you if you go out, if you just in fact, I actually did after I watched it. I looked up, and and and, it, and there was and there is a linkage between the two. And whether it's intentional or not, I don't know. But there's no question. Wicker Man influenced this movie. What and if you like creepy horror, Wicker Man is creepy. What was that? What what TV show did you say Woodward was in? Well, he was in the Equalizer yeah. in the States, which was, was this basically the movie that was out last year is based on the Woodward series. It was on for like he won an Emmy. He actually won an Emmy, a U.S. Emmy. Uh, he had a heart attack at one point uh, late in the series, and, and Robert Jordan, who you might well remember from Gettysburg. Uh, oh, yeah. Robert Jordan had to fill in for him that season. I mean, he had the heart attack, uh, and he came back and finished up. But Woodward died in 2009. Uh, Woodward's been in a ton of stuff. He was in a great Churchill series on PBS called The Wilderness Years, which I adore. Uh, he didn't play a likable character in that, but... Uh, 
But Woodward is an incredibly talented man, and if you like kind of real feeling spy stuff, even though it's black and white, not the most modern, I mean, it's pretty primitive in terms of the stage sets. The the TV series Callan, which I don't know if you can really find it, but Callan was done in the in the late '60s, early '70s. He, he, again, he, he all, but he also had some hit records in England because the guy had an incredible singing voice. Well, I'll very talented you, dude. I, I will tell you this much right now: I am going to definitely check out The Wicker Man because I was looking at the cast, and you've got Britt Eklund and Ingrid Pitt. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm sold right there, baby. It's a horror movie. There's yeah. no other way to put it, but it's very definitely done. It's not blood and guts, but it's when you start to realize what's going on around you, you're like, oh god. How do I get out of this? Now, they, they redid Wicker Man a few years ago, and it was a, I don't, I was going to use the word start with an A, but it was a disaster. Well, you know, I, 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 I've heard, as the reviews were, it was not a good movie. Well, I, I will say this. I've, I, I hate to go on these rants about remakes, but my God, I just, are they just so devoid of ideas anymore? What is that? <laughs> not me. No, you're right, and, and and I think that's I think the more and again I didn't see it, but the more modern version of the Wicker Man, it was just kind of blood and guts, and, and that actually that does not describe the first movie. The first movie was more of a psychological horror. You know, a lot of those movies back then in the seventies were like that. It wasn't the blood and guts; it was the you know the psychological part, which I think made things a lot scarier. But we digress. Um, Very talented actor, one of my favorite yeah. actors of the last twenty thirty years. So. I remember watching The Equalizer as a kid. Good series. Yeah, good series. Um, like I, I just kind of want to touch a little bit on Simon Pegg. Um, I think the first thing I ever saw him in was Shaun of the Dead, which uh, Mark introduced me to, which I thought was a pretty good movie. Um, probably, you like Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's not one that I'm going to like pop right into the DVD at any time soon. It's not. Sure. It's not going to be one that's in the collection. But I mean, I, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed. It. I mean, again, it's a zombie movie. I mean, I'm going to sit and watch a zombie movie. Um, and that's. Fair. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, I get not gushing. I mean, there's certain. I mean, there's a lot of these movies aren't worth gushing over. But they are. I mean, they're worth checking out because they are. They are entertaining. I will say this, Jeff. I thought Hot Fuzz was better than Shaun. Really? I thought it. Yeah. I I thought it moved better myself. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead just seemed to at times be like, "All right, what do we do?" You know, just it it kind of dragged. <laughs> um, I I kind of kind of dragged. Yes, if, no no pun intended. No, I actually thought well, I actually thought this was was a better movie than Shaun of the Dead. I'm not saying that it's you know that Shaun of the Dead was bad. It's just I enjoyed this more. I thought this this like Brian said this this moved better. You know, plus oh, I mean, two. Totally yeah. fine. I'm fine with that. I mean, I that it, I get that. Um, and, and you're, you're oh, God, I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead in a while. We may have to do that this year at Halloween. We haven't done that yet, have we? No. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while. I know I enjoyed it. I, I liked that. And that, I liked it so much, that's why I went and saw Hot Fuzz. But go on. Well, was their third movie that, then they do a kind of a, what they called their, they had a name for it. But yeah. Trilogy I, was kind of an end of the world movie. Uh, that they did in 2010 or something. And I actually saw the beginning of that movie. And I thought it was funny. It was about a bunch of guys that, like went to, we'll, we'll say the equivalent of college together. 10, 15 years later, they get back and they're going to do a, essentially a pub crawl, literally. And 
I think as they're doing the pub crawl, the world starts to end. But I think they're so drunk they don't really know. I, I again, I didn't watch the whole movie, but just I got distracted or something happened. But but it was a fun little movie at least to start. I can't tell you what the rest of it was like. I think I'm aware that the movie was made, but I, I don't think I've ever seen it. It started out good. I'll say that much. I can't tell you about how it ended. Yeah, I didn't know they made any, um, you know, anything different. Yeah, um, it's the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, and it was called The World's End, done in 2013. Again, they they refer to it as the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy. I have no idea. It has something to do with ice cream. Oh, apparently each of the movies has Cornetto ice cream. Oh, obscure thing in the movie. I don't know if you noticed this. Remember the guy was always reading a book? Yeah. That book was an Ian Banks book. book. Ian Banks just died, I think, two, three years ago. He was a very well-known science fiction writer. Also wrote other things as well. But uh, every time that they checked the book, the guy was reading a different Ian Banks movie. Book, excuse me. Just, I thought that was a little... Banks is a well-known British author. Okay. And if you're... A science fiction fan, it's probably something that you've read because he's considered one of the greater writers of the last 30 or 40 years in science fiction. Interesting. So, Use I mean, fact. Well, I, I'm just curious. I mean, because we haven't, we've kind of touched about, you know, touched around it, but I mean, obviously Simon Pegg is the main, main character in this thing. Um, well, actually, we did talk about it. Didn't we? <laughs> we talked about how he yeah. was such a straight-laced guy. So, yeah, I. All right, let's go on to uh, uh, favorite scenes. What, anything stand out to you guys? Because, of course, I've already got mine. But... Yeah. Um, the um, and I, I, <laughs> I, you know, I alluded to it in my intro that, you know, I, the this the transition from scenes throughout the movie, you know, there, there's always some level of like, like, like stark audio that, of, of them doing something, whether it's ratcheting guns or, you know, just, just sounds that are being made when they're going from transitioning from one scene to the next. I, I felt that that was just, I, I just got a kick out of that. I don't know why. I just really enjoyed how they they played and had fun with this film, I, and I think that's all that they were trying to do. Uh, I I do I, my favorite scenes, and it's it's a it's a it's a collection of them, where where he is starting to see how things are um, that that there's 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 something amiss here. And and these people just start dying before his eyes, and he finally clearly puts it together when he goes to the flower shop, and then he sees somebody who um, who you know actually has has basically committed the murder, and 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 that's you know you know puts him all in on this is more than just you know some strange things happening. Somebody's actually doing this, and we're you know whatever they're they're getting uh, you know gargoyles you know broken off the. Uh, um, the rooftops and, and that, dropped onto, you know, heads that, and things. That scene right there. Wow. <laughs> the, the rooftop scene where the guy takes some steps towards him with the, with the big pillar sticking out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, it was that period there. I'm just like, this, this is epic. <laughs> this, this, 
there this somebody's got a twisted mind and I love it. Um <laughs> that was you just... know, <laughs> <laughs> that that scene did when you talked about scene that, that scene in one other stood out in my head. Yeah. Because he kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> the nerves were still twitching. Back <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I just get a big kick out of it. Um, but you know, you know, you know, the, the next, you know, the next one is you know the, the poor lady in the flower shop, you know, getting the shears. I mean, it was just, <laughs> I mean, you know that that you know again, they they their death lingers on far longer than it should. Um, but those are my my you know some of my favorites and and. and the the shoot, I, I I did enjoy the over the top shootout at the the I'm going to call it the over the top geriatric shootout at the end. Can I say that that way? Yeah. yeah. Um, where where I mean it's the most unsuspecting, unassuming people now are you know are are basically sharpshooters and 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 gunning for everybody. It's I thought it was very well done because everybody has their scene. You know, even the priest. Yes, that stood out. <laughs> you remember his line? <laughs> I vaguely remember it. Would you? Well, he's standing there. He looks. He doesn't look like a priest. He looks like a, some kind of Chinese monk or something. Like you know, right here, like a Shaolin monk. And the, the line is perfect because he gets up there and he tries to oh peace, peace, peace. And the yeah. guy goes fuck off, grasshopper. And I'm like grasshopper. That's right out of Kung Fu, man. <laughs> That's right. What the priest says, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I thought of Steve at that moment. I'm like, Steve will not appreciate this. Uh, well, I think you know the one thing that I wanted to mention too. You you brought up the thing about when he was talking through the forest. Yeah, when, when he was talking, I had absolutely no idea what the hell she was saying. <laughs> I I I I don't know how many times I kept rewinding, going, I. She's talking so low, and I'm like, I, I don't know what the hell she's saying. Again, it's part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and it's all intentional, and it's all meant to be like what what it is. I think it's to get your attention, and I think that that is. I can't remember which composer um, was famous. Maybe it was Wagner who was famous for creating compositions who. You know, a lot of people will go to symphonies and, um, and, and fall asleep because the music is, you know, so soothing and whatever. But, um, I think it was Wagner who, who created pieces that would, you know, that would kind of shock you back into focus of the music. And, and I think that at times that that's what this movie intends to do where, um, it, it's, you know, it, it's meant to, you know, kind of, you know, be to catch, you know, to kind of slap you in the face and you're just like, wait a minute, what, 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 what? I, I've been watching this movie. What's going on here? And it kind of brings you back into the movie a little bit. Um, and they, and then that scene sets you up for, for the next scene. I, I could be wrong on that, but I did, I, I did feel like there, there are times you're like, wait a minute, what is, what is this? Um, it, it kind of just takes you out of it for a moment to make you come back to it. Oh, I think Steve probably mentioned my favorite scene early on when he talked about when they went out to the guy's farm, that whole thing where they're talking to David Bradley and the one guy's interpreting and you can't understand what the hell he's saying. And so uh, Nick Frost has to interpret 
you know, what that guy's saying. And I, and I, I thought that was the one. Because when David Bradley starts speaking, I'm like, I can't understand a damn word he just said. And then, then, then Peg's looking at him like, I, I, can't, I can't understand a damn word he just said. So that whole interpretation scene I thought was hilarious. Oh, that that's, well, there you go, Brian. That just, that's my, that is my favorite scene right there. And when he says, oh, and, and do you have a license for that? Oh, I've got one for this one. <laughs> this one, <laughs> they, they open up that barn, and he's got like, like armory. <laughs> and he's like, "Where did you get this? I found it. <laughs> like, where did you find hey, this stuff? World War Two sea mine. It's like, where do you find this stuff? Right? <laughs> found it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, that that probably was my favorite scene. Yeah, it's, it, that's my favorite. I also really liked that the very beginning scene with Martin Freeman and those guys where they all kept coming in and basically saying he was getting transferred. I thought that was well done, too. But that, <laughs> right. But I, I love the interpretation scene. Yeah. It reminded uh, me of Airplane. You speak jive. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which I'm assuming you guys have done Airplane, right? No. We no. have not done Airplane. <clears throat> pretty funny movie. I mean, uh, it the, is. I mean, to be honest with you, it's like, if you're going to do a movie like Airplane, it's just like, here, just go watch the movie. It's it's so it's so iconic. It's like, what do you talk about? All, all we end yeah. up doing is just <clears throat> repeating all the lines from the movie. Yeah, no, you're right. You're all right. So, you know, like, don't call me Shirley. Some of the stuff has survived. Right? That movie's 35 years old now, probably. That's 30, weird. anyway. Oh, it's well over 30. That's okay. <laughs> but, but some of those lines, don't call me Shirley, that's still around. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, it's, I mean, that movie's never going away. I mean, that's. I, I, I still use that stuff on my kids all the time. <laughs> I just love to speak jive. Well, <laughs> well, I always Mrs. Cleaver. The, Mrs. Cleaver's the interpreter from Leaving yeah, the Beavers. What's yeah. hilarious about it? Well, I always use the one, like, I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. Was that uh, Lloyd Bridges that said that? Yeah, Lloyd Bridges, yeah. Okay. All right, uh, let's see. What are we, what are we, where are we at on this damn show anyway? I'm, I've, I've lost track of time. Um, you know, Steve, I just want to let you know that we are not holding you to any sort of standard tonight because it's been a while, you know? I mean, it's been, what, nine episodes? <coughs> They're about. Okay. All right, just check. Right. How am I doing? How am I doing? Uh, you know what? I think you're doing a yeoman's job right now. Um, but I think what it is, is it's time for Brother, What You Drinking? There you go. And uh, I, I'm actually kind of sad that uh, Ken isn't here because Mark had sent some new uh, intro music for Ken. Uh, for the Catching Up oh. with Ken um, thing. And uh, Deb and I actually did a, uh, we were working on putting together a, a new uh, Catching Up with Ken voiceover. Then I'm going to send him over. So, but since he's not here, we'll just have to go <coughs> without it. Tragically, and tragically, tragically. So, uh, <clears throat> so for drinking, what, um, what, what, what are you doing tonight? I, don't know. I totally Play forgot. Yourself. I totally forgot what he said he was uh, doing. I, I saw something on Facebook, and he's obviously surrounded by a bunch of women. So, God knows. I can like, but ran into him <laughs> last week. Sarah and I went biking. And uh, and ran into him of all things. He was uh, you know, over at Nest doing his little run, and uh, and uh, and ran right into him. Nearly ran right into him. Yeah, I was, it's good scene. 
wrecked him. Yeah. He damn near killed him. Damn near killed him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, go on. Okay, so uh, it's that time for uh, Brother What You Drinking, so let's uh, kick it over to uh, the Reverend. Reverend, what do you got? Uh, you were sober. When, is, we were, you were that? sober when we started. I, I'm not sure where you're at now. Oh, I'm just uh, Diet Coke and uh, uh, just little shooters and vodka. That's about it. There you go. I can say that quietly. We have listeners here. Oh, oh. All right. Alcohol cannot pass these lips technically. <laughs> technically. <laughs> I still, I still like when we were getting yelled at by Sheila from texting when he had his uh, ice over there. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that is, I forgot. <laughs> then, then, then I go, it's me, guy. <laughs> what was it you said, Steve? You sent the message. It's like, uh, it's like, it's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> and then somebody put the freaking calamari general up there. It's a, it's a trap. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, I can see why they might believe that. <laughs> That was funny. That it was, was funnier. Scary. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. And you guys didn't talk to me for 24 hours after that. Is that <laughs> no. We, we 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 did not want to incur the wrath, or maybe we didn't want you to incur the wrath. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeff. What do you got? Uh, I'm drinking a uh, the Founders Porter tonight. Uh oh. You know, because you know it's cooled down here. You know, it's uh, it's only about a hundred and thirty percent humidity, and it, uh, <laughs> and and, yes. and and it's not. I think it might be the first twenty-four hour period in quite a while. It hasn't rained. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't know about you, but my arc is almost done. <laughs> I saw your picture the other night. You're like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, like, damn. Yeah, that was last night. I, we went to the movies. We actually went to the drive-in last night, and I was like, I think it's going to pass over. But, man, it was like a monsoon before it passed over. So you got to watch, uh, what were you watching? You said, I forgot. Spider-Man. You got it in last night. Got it in. Oh, yeah. And there was no, I, I bet there wasn't in that entire place. I bet there wasn't more than 50 cars there. Which is perfect. Everybody respected everybody's space. Everybody stayed like four stalls away from each other. It was really cool. But um, you know, it was uh, it was it was great. And the movie movie was pretty it was pretty good. Uh, Steve, I would not recommend it for you. But uh, but I thought that uh, between Michael Keaton and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, and and the writing for the kid, um, I, I thought it was a pretty solid movie. It did go a little bit longer. I thought it could have. Definitely shorted up about twenty minutes of that, but uh, uh, I, Brian, I think you might, I think you might enjoy it. Um, Michael Keaton does a great job in it. I, I'm a huge fan of Michael Keaton. So, and there's a, and he does, he does he does a few homages to his past movies. Really? Oh, it's great. It was hysterical. Nobody else. I'm the only one sitting there laughing out loud. Did you see Birdman? I have not. I have not seen Birdman. I was going to go to the theater to see Birdman because it was the return of Michael Keaton. And then I heard, it's a little off. And I was like, eh. Uh, he, he was nominated for an Oscar for that. He was. Oh. was. Yes, he was. I heard, I heard he did a great job. Uh, I do want to see that one he's in with Ray Kroc. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to see that. Missed it, but I would like to see it. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Steve? <laughs> well, what do, what do you... 
Well, I, I actually am remiss. I did not get uh, a shitty beer for tonight. Because uh, they really didn't have anything that I haven't done already. So I'm, I'm kind of running out of shitty beers from the previous uh, time we did it. So, But in uh, uh, in honor of doing a, a film about our uh, good dear friend, uh, cousins across the pond, I picked up some Guinness. So I'm, oh. I'm knocking back a few Guinness tonight. Plus two, it's it's a little lighter than what I've been drinking throughout the day, and I wanted to be somewhat sober for this show. I mean, since I'm pinch hint for Mark, I wanted to at least be try to be on my best behavior. I still remember that you went to sleep. <laughs> I was trying to call you and shoot my way up there. Realize my wife was so upset the next morning when I said, yeah, he just didn't hear. She goes, and you didn't call the police? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like you could have been we don't, want to be, we don't want to be rash. I mean, <laughs> oh, that would have been, that would have, that would have been it for me, guys. I mean, if, if that would have happened, the police came there, woke Deb up at like midnight saying, uh, friends are calling because your husband isn't responding. That would have been it. I would have been. You might as well just call a divorce lawyer for me. She, she would, she would have then just signed papers, right? <laughs> and, that's, and that's when I shot him, Your Honor. Yes. <laughs> that would have been it right there. You'd warned us you were struggling early that night. But. Oh, I was. It was, was a bad mm-hmm. night. All right, so uh, there you go. That's uh, that's it with Brother What You Drink, and it's uh, kind of unremarkable. Unfortunately, but um, <coughs> well, I just popped up in Old Milwaukee here. So, oh, oh I have an Old Milwaukee. Even so, so, so you are holding true to your no alcohol. Yes, that's that's good, Brian. That's well, good. that that's true. No alcohol. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even worse, it's Old Milwaukee Light. <laughs> See, is, is there anything? Yeah, that I say, is there such a thing as Old Milwaukee Light? Is that just never mind? I'm not even. Swear to God, it's actually won awards. I read this somewhere. Probably is awarded down the street corner where they had three beers in the contest and a couple of winos, but it won some damn award. <laughs> All right, well there you go. That's it with brother. You know, it, Brian, it would be like this. It would be like you, us, you, me, Steve, Mark can't get in together and nominate each other for award, right? And voting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, truly, when 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 God when uh, I you know, I, when Budweiser and, and Miller get together and start nominating each other and then voting amongst themselves, I don't count it. <laughs> ah, let's move on. True. All right, let's move on. Um, let us move on to uh, one of our favorite parts of the show, and that is clips. Clips? Clips? All right, let's see. We've got, uh, I like this one here, because I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but there's a little homage to another movie in this clip. So, let's see, number one. I was hoping to uh, check in. Check in? But you've always been here. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were my husband. You must be Sergeant Angel. Yes, I am. Did you hear when she said, you've always been here? Yes, I'm trying to place the movie. It's killing me. I should know this. Okay. Stop. All right, The Shining. Wow. Yeah. So. <clears throat> well done, Steve. Yeah. That, caution, caution at that, too. Yeah, whatever. It could be B five reference. So there you go. Okay, let's. Yeah, yeah. Get to work, multi. Although don't worry. Don't don't worry. 
Brian's already got it. <laughs> All right, number two. Yeah, there, there is, there's a connection. Yeah. All right, number two. Excuse me. Well, when's your birthday? 22nd of February. What year? Every year. Get out. Hey. When's your birthday? Uh, 8th of May, 1969. You're 37. Yeah. Get out. When's your birthday? Uh. Out. Hey. <laughs> that was <laughs> a good scene, too. Uh, 8th of May, 1969. You're 37. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> When's your birthday? Uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny when they do that scene. He's sitting in the bar looking at the kids, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, they look young, but yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe the drinking age is lower in England. <laughs> it's it's at like, 18. <laughs> and he was already figuring out that they were in the in the bartender's just like, well, it's better there in here than out there causing mischief. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, let's see number three. I call this clowns. Oh, a friend of the living statue was here Saturday. Eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock. If we don't come down hard on these clowns, we are going to be up to our balls in jugglers. We'll get right onto it. <laughs> they took care of it too. Yeah, they sure did. They sure did. You know that's that that was that was fun scene where he ended up. Yes, because I'm sitting there going, "Oh, okay, I'm cool with that." <laughs> All right, let's see. What do I got here? Okay, next one. Wonga must jumping through the air. No, ever been an ice speed pursuit? Yes, I have. Never fired a gun whilst in high speed pursuit. No. Annette, that Sergeant Angel is coming into your shop. Yeah, look at his arse. What about lethal weapon? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, uh, what's his name? God. Um, Nick Frost? Nick Frost, that's the only. He was apparently told to uh, watch uh, like like twenty uh, cop movies, and he watched one, and it was uh, Bad, Bad Boys, Boys Two. Yeah. Oh God! All right, let's see number five. Bad Boys. Bad, Bad, Bad Boys. Bad, Bad Boys Two. Actually, yeah. What even one? It was two. Yeah. All right, number five. Police work is as much about preventing crime as it is about fighting crime. Most importantly. It is about procedural correctness in the execution of unquestionable moral authority. Any questions? Yes. Is it true that there is a place in a man's head that if you shoot it, it will blow up? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Was that one of the uh, one of the two idiot detectives in the movie? No, was that name? Was, no, that was Nick Frost. They, oh, that was Frost. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. Okay. All right. Next one. I love this part here. Sergeant Angel. Morning. The swans escaped. The swans escaped? Yeah. Right. And where's the swan escape from exactly? Uh, the castle. Oh, yeah. And who might you be? Mr. Staker. Yeah, Mr. Peter Ian Staker. P.I. Staker. Yeah. Right. Piss Taker. Come on! <laughs> 
I was actually going to open with that line. <laughs> Nick, next scene, he's in the castle. And he's, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's his real name. <laughs> real name. Can I, can I get a description? He's about two foot tall, white, <laughs> orange and black bill. It's a swan! <laughs> And I like how at the end at the end of the movie he he runs across it and he like picks it up, takes it into the car, <laughs> return it to the castle. Oh my god. <laughs> it's full full back around. Yep. Alright, next one. Hey, what about this guy? Ask yourself, why has he got his hat pulled down like that? He's f ugly. Or he doesn't want you to see his face. Because he's f ugly. Okay. Oh. All right, this one here, this is number eight. I call it, this is where you actually hear Timothy Dalton, and I just love his delivery. Uh, his he delivery. steals every scene he's in. Yeah, he does. And this is this is a good example. Miss Draper, my <laughs> leading lady. Eve works in the local council, Sergeant. Quite the lady in the room. I am not. Nonsense. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, that girl was like really hot, but man, that voice. <laughs> as long as she didn't laugh. There's always a, a, it's a familiar quote, just don't open your mouth. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last one here, and this is uh, this is the interpretation scene, so I love this one. Why do we need the dog? <laughs> it's not the dog we need. Right. What did he say? He said, as his edge, eh? He only chopped him down because he couldn't see the view no more. What's he moaned What did he say? He said, an edge is an edge. He only chopped it down because it spoiled his view. What's Reaper moaning about? Look, I appreciate your position, Mr. Webley, but you can't go around chopping down other people's hedges without permission. Asbos. Asbos. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> just again, just small gags here and there. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, t- to Steve's point, it's it's the parts are. I mean, again, not a bad movie, but the parts are better than the whole. I mean, right. It's 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 almost to a certain extent, it's almost Monty Pythonish in in that regard. Where, oh, yeah, okay. They're li- li- little vignettes. Each scene is a little vignette. You know, you you laugh and you chuckle at that, and it, it, the connection may not be great, but you just chuckle at the scenes. You know, but it, it almost maybe. I mean, maybe that's endemic to British humor. I don't know, but but I I kind of got a Monty Python, you know, gig going in my head. I'm like, ah, okay, fun, you know, funny individual scenes that that are just absurd. You know, I mean, you know, why the hell were they? I mean, they just strung together these very disparate things in the movie. It's like that. You know, I mean, I mean, obviously that scene ended up being important because of the landmine, or the, the landmine because of the, the mine. But, but just the way they strung it together was bizarre. Okay, and before I forget, and I don't know why it just popped in my head, and it's it's um, I couldn't do a checklist on it. But do you remember when they talked about we have a swear box? Yeah. And they, and they show they showed the list. It's like all the words and how much you had to put in. And they had I don't know, like four or five words. And it was like certain words, like you know, like the you know the f bomb had like f u and then like a a design or something. So it, they didn't spell it all out. And every word was like that except for the last one. 
It's the C. What was it? I don't remember. It's the, oh, the C word. It was spelled out perfectly, and it cost you what two pounds or something like that. So, so my so my question is, the C I, word that ends in a T is that the word? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, okay, all right. The all one right. that is, and I actually I'm curious, and and I I have to ask my uh, British cousins across the pond. I, I I've heard I've heard that word in a lot of movies, British based movies, and you don't hear that in American movies. Like ever, hardly ever. I mean, it, it's that's just, like the queen the, mother of dirty words. Yeah, in this country, that's just like you call somebody that near that. That those are fighting words. I mean, that's justifiable homicide. Somebody calls you that word. It's like judge is probably going to say, "Yep, yeah, you had that coming." I don't I, know. I, you guys don't watch um, the um, that show that show with Kevin Spacey on Netflix. Um, House of Cards. No, but, but House of Cards. I, I watched the British original. Okay. Yes, I was gonna say we, we've stolen everything, right? Um, there's a, there's a great scene in there in one of the uh, one of the first uh, episode three or four. Um, uh, the the uh, the uh, the vice president. Uh, her initials are. Uh, um, oh God. Um, are are CU? Um, I wish. I could remember their names. I can't remember their names now. Um, her her initials are CU, and uh, she, she leans into a guy. And he says, "I just realized uh, yeah. your initials are just missing, missing two letters." N- I watched the first season and liked it, but I just petered out. But but my question my question goes back to this: is that I'm just wondering, does that word in England? have the same connotations it does here. Because it's like, like I said, here, that that's, I mean, you could call people anything you want here, but you use that word. That's ooh. that's the one you hear the record player scratching in the background. And yeah. shots you know, going off. Yeah, yeah shots going yeah. off, beer bottles falling. I mean, yeah. that's the one. I mean, you know, you can even say, you know, the king mother of dirty words. You know, and people, I mean, people are pretty desensitized to it now. I mean, they, they kind of Ah, uh, somebody, somebody had to pull that out. But you, you throw out that c word, and I mean, women, I think, will, I mean, heads will spin and <laughs> will come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need an exorcist to show up, right? Well, exactly. I, yeah. I mean, it's like if you want, if it's like as soon as that word comes out, it's like they gather as a pack, and it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's unpleasant. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever heard that word used. I mean, that word actually showed up in my life probably in the seventies more than it has. I, I probably heard that word more in the seventies, and I've heard it every decade added up since then. Well, I, again, I think it's—I think it's just something that we have as a culture said this is a no-no. You can call a woman a bitch all day long, you know, because well, or a guy, or or a guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you pull out the C word, you you're yeah. going either you're going for the jugular or you're asking uh, for the Undertaker, one yeah. of the two. Yeah, and it's the nuclear. It's, it's, it is. It's, 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 yeah. you got to kill them first. It's, you. it's the nuclear option. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and my thing was is because I, I will admit, I, and I'm trying to remember, but I think the only time 
watching a show, and I know we're kind of digressing, but this has just intrigued me forever. Uh, where I've heard that word on an American show was when we were, I was watching Deadwood, which, I mean, they were throwing around words. I'm like, did they even know these words back then? Um, well, Al Swearingen made cursing an art. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was the first, and I was, sh- I mean, I'm sitting there shocked. I mean, here, I'm like, at, at that time, I'm in my 40s going, what the hell? I mean, what? he just called him a what? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I but the way. Shock he, that show. Yeah. It, but That, that show he, may have been the most profane series that's been done in the last 30 years. Yeah. I love, I adored it, but. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not a prude, but it started getting old. It's like, geez, okay, can, I mean. But anyway, but it was like the way that that word got dropped in this movie. It was almost like an afterthought. And it's like, geez. I mean, I could not, yeah. Because remember when he was talking about why did you become a police officer? And he's like, oh, because my uncle, he bought me this little thing. And then, oh, he turned out he was selling drugs and all that. What a beep. And I'm like, wow. They just threw that in there. In this comedy it's, movie. Uh, it, yeah. Which makes me wonder, it doesn't, it, and I know we've got some, uh, <clears throat> some, you know, some uh, uh, British listeners, uh, you know, again, their cousins across the pond. Please chime in. I'm curious as to, you know, does it not have the same impact over there as it does here? Because, like I said, here, like I said, those are fighting words. You call you call a woman that uh, either she's going to kill you or the husband's going to kill your boyfriend, and will probably want, be acquitted. So, just, just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's that's enough of that. I don't want to uh, belabor that point any further than it needs to be. So, uh, gentlemen, let us move on to uh, another favorite part of our show, and that is the top ten movies of two thousand and seven. Uh, Jeff, since I know that you were very busy uh, doing some stuff, um, trying to get your computer working again, I'll go yes. ahead. And I'll, I'll be happy to take this one over. Good, because I, I was afraid you were going to ask me. And I'm like, no, 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 I got it. You know what? If you're going to pinch hit, you're going to pinch hit. You know, I'm, I'm, pl- I'm playing. Yeah, I was, go- I was going like, yerp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, I forgot that dude, uh, the guy that played him. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Uh, he's in Game of Thrones too. Uh, did they, did they call him Lurch? Is that what they called him? They, I think they called, yeah, they called him Lurch. Oh gosh, what the heck is his name? Um, now I feel bad because I'm going back. I um, couldn't find him. I tried to find him. I couldn't figure out who he was. That is um, bah, 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 Rory McCain. Uh, he played Michael Armstrong uh, in the movie. Um, but um, he is uh, he is in uh, Game of Thrones. He plays the Hound. Just so you know. Oh, he's the Hound? Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite characters. I've read about it. I've read an article, a really nice article about him somewhere. He's yeah. actually a really interesting dude. Yeah. All right. So, uh, not to belabor that, but I wanted to kind of throw that out there because I kept watching him. Like, man, you know, because he's got that shaved head and just everything. And, like, he looks familiar. So, anyway. All right. Uh, op, uh, top 10 movies of 2007. And I, gentlemen, I am using the IMDb top 10. Uh, so, coming in at number 10 is Into the Wild. Crickets. Yeah, I. Yeah, never what? T- uh, I, I don't. Okay. Is that the movie about the guy gets killed by a bear or something? I don't know. What is it? Uh, basically, it says after graduating from Emory University, top student and athlete Christopher McCandless 
abandons his possessions, gives his entire 24,000 savings account to charity, and hitchhikes to Alaska to live in the wilderness. Yeah, now, he's a he's a dude that tried to live with the bears, and he ends up getting. And it's a it's a true story. He gets gets killed by bears. I think. I don't think that, it's the same guy. It, this oh, it's not a, okay. No, this is the okay. one with Neil Hirsch. But have you? Are you? So, um, I know the one you're talking about, Brian. Where it, I've watched part of that. I don't know. Found footage document. It's, it's not found. Well, it is found footage. He recorded all this stuff, mm-hmm. and um, and and and. It is, it, it is, it's sad. Have you seen it, Brian? No, but uh, okay. the only thing I've heard is that people are kind of cheering the bear by the end of the movie, but maybe I'm wrong. What, I, I, look, I'm not going to say I was cheering the bear. What I was doing, I, I was <laughs> sad. It was just sad, because it's like, this dude really has no idea what he's doing. And he really believes that what he's doing is okay. And from what I understand, um, and you see... You, you, the last thing you see is him shoot, you know, video recording the bear that ends up killing him. They don't show that. You don't hear it because apparently they didn't want to put that in the movie because you don't really see what happens, but you hear it. And it is unpleasant, according to the, the people that found the footage. Um, but it's really sad just to see this guy. Um, and, he, of course, he brings his girlfriend out who then also gets killed. And he's, you know, he's trying to convince her the whole time, you know, hey, it's okay, you know, this is fine, you know, and, and she finally, you know, buys into it, and well, you know what? Bears gotta eat. So the whole the whole idea of uh, life in nature is brutal, deadly, and short, just, uh, he didn't read that somewhere, right? No, he didn't. And that's unfortunate. But no, Emile Hirsch is just, or this movie, uh, Into the Wild, Emile Hirsch and Marsha Gay Harding and William Hurt, uh, uh, the list of Vince Vaughn, Kristen Stewart, I mean, the list goes on. Yeah. Uh, That's number 10. Damn. I, 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 yeah. It, it, it slid underneath it, my radar screen. It was star, it was quasi star study. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Number nine. We have Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix. You know, they all run together to me, and I watched like the first three, and I kind of petered out after that. Yeah. Or pottered out. Pottered out. How pottered out. Yeah. Pottered. All right. Let's see. We've got, um, Coming in at number eight. Sorry, I got a book on here. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. I did not see that one. You know what? I saw that at a drive-in. I saw that at a drive-in in, uh, like, an Indiana beach or where that is up there up, up north because we went out there. We took the kids when they're still youngins and rented a little place on the lake there. But I did see that at a drive-in. Huh. All right, number seven. And I hated this movie. There will be blood. I've only seen it once. I saw it once. I've seen part of it. Part of it. Yes. There's, there's, I, I still don't know how I feel about it. I, uh, Steve, you you do. Please share. Yeah. I I don't I don't know what I feel about it. I don't know what the hell the movie was about. It was like there's hardly dialogue in the movie. It's just I I don't know that. I I. I I mean, I, oh I just, shit! No, I got that confused. No, I've never seen Will There Be Blood. Did Day Lewis get another Oscar nomination for that? He, I have not seen that one. I had to confuse another movie. Who knows? I think when he goes in the movies, it's just like he gets an automatic nomination because of who he is. But um, I don't know. I I was totally unimpressed. I'm like, I really don't know what the hell is going on here. But whatever. Um, let's see. Coming at number six, Super Bad. 
<laughs> you know, I watched that and I had really mixed feelings. I, I didn't I, think it was that. I didn't think it was the laugh fest that everybody thought it was. I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I just didn't. It, it was not like the what was the movie? It was not like the first Hangover movie where I'm just sitting there and I felt like my insides were going to explode because I just was doubled over laughing my ass off all the time. <laughs> that was not that movie. I didn't think it was that great. Okay. All right. Coming in at number five, another movie that I absolutely hated. No Country for Old Men. That's the um, movie I was talking about earlier. That's, I, I don't know what to make of it. Steve, you, you hated it. I, I, I fucking hate but, that movie. It's like, tell us how much you hate that movie. I just, it's, it's, hold it's on. so... Steve, the question is, how often? Hold on, Steve. Steve, is this, is this deep blue sea level of hate? Or are we just talking like, you know what, it's, uh, it's Benji level of hate. You know, I'm, I I really almost Benji? Wanted, I, I almost want it. <laughs> hey, Benji, what's wrong with I, you? I don't, but Steve can't possibly like that movie. <laughs> what, it's Benji? You love Benji. It's got Andrew Buchanan in it. <laughs> no, I love this when I was a kid, you know. What the hell? I loved Benji when I was a kid. What's wrong oh. with you, Muncie? What do you think I'm I am? Just, I'm, <laughs> it's oh. cute. It's adorable. You yes. know, I just figured those are things that you just, you, you know, I mean, you're, you're hardened. Um, hard. Can't kind of like, like No Country for Old Men, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that movie was so bad. Oh. Anyway, I, 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 I don't know. How, I don't. I, I don't have. I still don't know how to feel about it. I watched it. I might watch it again just because I didn't know how to feel about it. What? What is? It? I mean, what kind of an air? What, what kind of an assassin goes out there and kills people with an air compressor? Is that what he had? <laughs> is that what it was? What kind of people go out there? What kind of people? Oh, that's right. I with an air compressor and says, "Sure, let me put my head right there." Right. I, I mean, it's not like you can get the ballistic read off of it, right? <laughs> uh, he always uses that damn same air compressor. Hey, <laughs> that's a, he bought that in China <laughs> from an arms dealer. Yeah, that that movie just uh, wasted my time. All right, let's see. Coming in number four, Zodiac. Well, this was a suck-ass year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a suck-ass. Well, this is, um... Mark, I, I kind of... Zodiac was okay. Mark Ruffalo was... Never seen it, it. It was okay. Yeah. And and now that I know what kind of nutbag Ruffalo is, I'm glad. Oh, yeah. That guy's kind of... that. I, I've i never liked that guy. He's, I don't know how that guy became an actor, either. He's he's right up there in the Matt Damon category with me. Wow, man. Yeah. I like Matt... Did Matt Damon do The Martian? Because I get, them all, I get all these oh, guys mixed God. up. They're they're the pretty guys, but then he do the Martian. Yes, I love the Martian. Martian may be a good movie, but if he's in it, it sucks. I get I've him mixed never... up, Brad Pitt. Yeah, they're I, good looking yeah. guys. I just get them all confused. You they think should be doing blue jean ads? Do you, you actually think Matt Damon is even in the same league in terms of looks with Brad Pitt? Man, I, I, Steve, I don't really discriminate. That my man love is just not that strong. Okay, all right, coming in at number three. Jeff, shade right now. Golly, <laughs> yeah. Coming in at number three, Jeff. Wait for it. Oh, Hot fuzz. What? Hot fuzz. Oh, oh shit! That's what. The, that, you're kidding me. Most popular I, feature films released in 2007 on IMDb. Hot fuzz that, came in at number three. That can't be box. It just can't. Seriously. Well, this may just be from, this may be, I I, I just picked the IMDb one. Okay. So, since All we right. always go off of it. So. This is a different top ten. Yeah. Oh, 
I mean, there's yeah, there's because most of these movies suck ass. Excuse me. All right, let's see. Uh, coming in number two, Spider Man Three, which I've never. I kind of petered. I petered out on the Spider. Is that the with the octopus or Doctor Oct in it? Sandman. No, I, don't I have know. no idea. I'll no. bet it was. I, uh, I didn't let's see. That. see. And, and number one is Transformers. Mm-hmm. Well, it probably wasn't. Well, probably in the box office. Yeah. So, so there you go. That is the uh, the top ten movies of 2007. A year that will live in infamy, apparently. Yeah. Shit, Jeff. Hot Fuzz is probably the best movie in the top ten. Um... Uh, I mean, again, I didn't, I didn't see the Daniel Day Lewis movie, so I can't say. All right, so, so just real quick, I'm, I'm not going to uh, dramatize this and belabor this much, but I'm going to run through the actual domestic gross top tens. All right, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> number, number ten was three hundred. I liked it. I read the comic books. I was fine. Or comic book. Number nine was Alvin and the Chipmunks. Uh, pass. Let's just go past. Uh, hey, number eight was hey. National Treasure, Book of Secrets. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. J- just do me a favor. Uh, kind of keep going because my dog is like going insane upstairs about something. So. Sure. Yeah. Take your time. I'll um, just keep rambling here. Drag yeah. it out. We could talk all night. Jeff. Oh, my God. All night about this. Steve, Steve you're just giving us license to ramble. You, Still got you and me. Think go. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are we going to do, Brian? Well, you just chime in, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. M- Mr. Munchie? Oh, shit. You're still here. Yeah. Mr. Munchie? <laughs> you, you have the con. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> the one ring to rule them all. I mean, <laughs> you, <laughs> you did. You got it. There we Don't go. Don't be corrupted. What right. can I do? Oh. Um, oh, okay. I kind of like them. I, I enjoy the National Treasure movies. They're fun. Um, I... I you know, I, you know, God, we could have a debate, I guess, about Nicolas Cage. Either you love Nicolas Cage or you hate Nicolas Cage. Well, I think you know where I fall on the Nicolas Cage scale. Well, I, most people do. I don't, I'm, in, in the right setting, I'm fine with it. In The Rock, I was fine with it. In most movies. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. But, um, I, I know, I know that's not quite your deep blue sea, but not your favorite. Anyways, but, uh, you know, the National Treasure movies, I mean, they, they, they add a level of, uh, uh, you know, it's again a fun romp, a little bit of history to it. I mean, you you, know, you kind of keep up with it a little bit. Um, but I, you know. I, I like movies that play with historical facts or offer an alternate alternate view. Even though I'm not, I don't think I'm a big Da Vinci Code sort of guy, but but I like movies like that. I I mean, I will go out of my way to see a movie like that just because I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's I like did. watching the ancient alien guys where I go like, I know you guys are insane and crazy, but it's fun watching you be crazy. Fun. It's absolutely fun. I mean, that, yeah. that's what we watch movies for is to kind of escape whatever yeah. we're overwhelmed with. All right. Next one is, as we were just talking about, your, your buddy, uh, Matt Damon, uh, the Bourne Ultimatum. I, believe I, that I know that Steve hates, I like the Bourne movies a lot. Oh, a, a lot. lot. I, I, I've seen my I bought them. I bought them. Oh, they're in the collection. I bought the three, three D CD collection. I love them. I mean, they look. I mean, they're fine as movies because they ha- they go with the formula, and that formula is it's basically a nonstop, endless, 
a, a chase of some sort, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, you know, I got to thinking about this the other day. It's like, you know, you're watching these movies with, you know, whatever. Call it the Bourne series. Call it, you know, Jason Statham in any movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, what was it? Any of the Bond movies. We did a Bond movie recently. Yeah. And, and it was like, you know what? You never, in most of history, ever hear about anything like this ever happening, right? Mm-hmm. You never hear about somebody, you know, a gun, you know, somebody chasing somebody, um, you know, through a ski resort, you know, with, you know, things blowing up and gunshots and stuff. You never hear about that stuff. You never hear about these giant car chases. And when I say that, I'm talking like you hear about police chasing people all the time, right? You mm-hmm. never have some sort of other level of government entity chasing people and shooting things and blowing things up in city streets across the world. You never hear about this. However, in cinema, it happens all the time. It's typical. Well, I, I'd argue, and I think you nailed it. You, you actually, I hadn't thought about this, but you kind of nailed it. They are kind of the modern Bond, if you will. Yeah. They really are. They're over the top, yeah. action-packed. To be honest, feel a lot more realistic than the Bond movie where you're flying an airplane that you know does crazy-ass stuff or whatever, but... You know, stuff, you know, physics just actually don't permit. So it's like, it's, you know, some of the stuff in the Bond movie is like, well, if, if I'm in a crashing airplane and I step out at the last minute, I'll, I'll survive, right? You know, that's a Bond movie. Of course. Yeah. If I step out the last minute, just yeah. jump feet, I can just walk out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that's Bond. Mark gets into the Mary Sue's of, um, you know, the Star Wars world, which, you know, I, I think they're appropriate. Uh, and I have to be honest, when Mark first said Mary Sue, I had to look the damn thing up, but now I know uh, what it is. So. <laughs> the man's a walking source, but yeah. he's, you know, I, it was, it was, um, but I mean, you, you look at Bond and I mean, you're like, let me understand this. You, you, you've had so much level of training. You can, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can. You know exactly what to do. I mean, yeah, maybe he's a genius. I don't know. But it, all the Bonds always know what to do in anything. And again, they can do everything. They can ride motorcycles, cars, planes, helicopters, submarines, whatever. Um, you know, as, I mean, it's, it's, it's absurd. Um, there's nothing that they can't do. That's why I don't think I've really gotten into the Bond stuff. I know Steve. Well, and, and apparently they're giving pheromone uh, injections as well that, you oh, but, know, well, um, draw women like freaking catnip. Let's face it, you know, we, we also know that that's fiction, because if it was, somebody would be really rich on that stuff, right? I mean, let's face it, you and I, we could just, well, there, we won't go there. Okay, next yeah, one. Let's stay, let's, let's skirt that. Show. <laughs> let's, let's, let's uh, next there was one, a time, maybe. There was a time, maybe, yes. Number six, um, I Am Legend, the new one, not the, uh, who was it? Was it uh, Charles Heston? Well, there's there's been three. Uh, there was the last man with Vincent Price in the late fifties. It's, it's based on a Richard Matheson. Richard Matheson being one of the the great horror slash science fiction writers, and, and arguably even better when it came to Hollywood uh, writing stuff like that. But the the original was called The Last Man uh, with uh, Vincent Price, and then in the sixties, late sixties, was the Omega Man with uh, uh, with Charlton Heston, which which, interestingly, you know, enough at the time, and, and, you know, for all the shit that Heston takes, you know, in the modern days, this guy, this was a guy that marched in the peace marches and things like that, or in the, in the, uh, in, with Martin Luther King, and, you know, you know, he's now, you know, Michael Douchebag Moore, you know, has him when he's senile, you know, for being in favor of the Second Amendment. But, uh, but that movie was interesting because the last woman, even though I don't think she was, I think she was half and half, was an African American, which, 
that was kind of, you know, kind of a big deal back in 68 yeah. or 67, you know. Progressive. But, but again, it was, it was Heston and Omega Man. Chuck, uh, yeah, yeah, they're not Chuck. I got that mixed. But yeah, she was, that was Heston. He did a lot of interesting things, if you look at his career, by the way. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, I don't think he's given enough credit. Um, but I think, did you see that movie, the, the, uh, Will Smith one? No, I didn't, and I regret that I haven't, because I've heard it was an enjoyable movie, and it, I actually I, enjoy him in movies. I will, I'm going to agree. It's an enjoyable movie. It's, it is, it's not a feel good movie. Well, um, not a movie. No, well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, I, I was, I don't want to say I was caught off guard, it, but it was, and I'll tell you what, I mean, he's out of his, not out of his element. It's, he's just, he, he plays, like we were talking about earlier with Simon Pegg, he plays a different character. Well, uh, in, all, in all the Omega Man, Last Man movies, the, the Omega Man, uh, is, there's a reason they call him the Last Man, because he goes down. I don't know about this movie, but, you know, nobody well, make, nobody gets out of here alive, at least in the first two. Well, I mean, you know, this is, I mean, well, you know, in this movie. He probably I mean, does in this one. Nobody is alive in this movie. And, I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's, it is, um, it's, I would say it's worth, just like with Hot Fuzz, I think it's worth the view. And then from, I mean, I don't think you're going to get burned on it. I'll um, watch it. I mean, I, it's on my list to watch. I just haven't. Yeah. So, are we All still right, on number, the top 20? Oh, yeah. We're, Steve, Steve, dear honey, we're only at number five. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've turned the keys over to the drunken teenagers, dude. You know, this is what do you think we're going to do with your car? All right, in the darkness binds them. Uh, I've got it, and damn it, I'm holding this power. Uh, I, don't think you, I don't think you know where the power is on this show. <laughs> the power. Yeah. The power is in the button right here. By, I, by, by, by the power of Greg Skull. <laughs> All right, hurry oh up! God. Hurry up and get it done so we can do the checklist and nope. get out of here. Number five is Harry Potter <laughs> and the Order of the Phoenix, which is an enjoyable movie. Uh, seen it, or maybe I have. Number four, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number three was Transformers. Period. Yeah. First that was one. Three. Surprised. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't. I, I, well, I guess I would thought it might have been higher. Um, Me too. Know, I, it was I, one I, on I, my I, list. It was what? It was number one on my list. Uh, because you know what? People loved it. Yeah, I think it should have been number one. It was a good movie. I liked it. Uh, number two, here's well, here's where the box office starts you know, kicking people's butt. Uh, Shrek the Third. Oh, I like those. I, I don't know if I saw that one, but I love the first Shrek movie. And I, don't, I think the second, I don't know if I saw it or not. But I like first Shrek. Movie. Yes. And then uh, number one was uh, Spider-Man 3, which barely beat out Shrek the Third. And Shrek the Third... Barely beat out Transformers. So, there you have it, gentlemen. Right. The top ten box office 2007. Thank you both the Jeff Muncy for your top tens. There you go. All right. There you go. All right. So there you go. Power of Grayskull. So there are the two. Aren't they doing a a, uh, a He-Man movie? I don't know. Oh my God. Who was that? Live action. I think they're going to do a live action. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Steve. I know it's time for the checklist. So we're, we're going back to the old classic checklist here. So, uh, let's oh, see. Number one. <laughs> Did anyone jump out of a window? Gosh. <laughs> I actually don't think they did. There was 
shit ton of stuff broke, like windows and things. Did nobody? Oh, 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 somebody got shot up in a window in the geriatric fight at the end. I don't think they fell out the window or not. Remember that? Yeah, too. Did somebody go through a car window? I feel like somebody went through a car window. You know, somebody got beheaded by a window. Or, <laughs> by the way, I thought one of the funnier scenes was when Nick or, or, or Peg was interviewing the attorney in the in the uh, open top car, and he just kept writing stuff down. He goes. Stop writing it down. <laughs> just remember that? He kept freaking out because he kept writing stuff down. I thought that was a funny little scene. All right, let's see. Number two. Sorry. If you want him, come and blame him. Was there a irrelevant female role in this movie? Um, I don't think no, so. I don't think so. Okay. No, no. There was no romantic female lead. There was one written in, but they kind of cobbled that with uh, Nick's uh, Danny Danny Boy's character, uh, or Butterman Danny Butterman's character. Um, they, they they were going to have a female love interest in this, but they decided to nix that. Thanks That's a good idea, actually. I think. All right, let's see number three. Son of a bitch must pay. Was there a son of a bitch in this movie, and did he pay? <laughs> Uh, well, I think if there's a son of, I'm going to say that uh, Timothy Dalton's character is a son of a bitch, and I, I thought, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though we all love him, <laughs> the way he gets it. Oh, uh, I mean, that was uh, that, that was, was my god, god, oh my god, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, that was hard. To watch. He's still talking. They didn't kill him. They like, yeah. no, oh. it's like this hurts. I forgot <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh. God. Yeah. You know, and it was, I thought, is this an homage to Godzilla? Because um, this this little town fight here, I said, this is going to only end up in one way. And I thought, you know what, he ends up on a church steeple. But not the way I thought he was going to end up on a church steeple. <laughs> wow. All I'll right. Let, let's see. Next one. <laughs> was there a Wilhelm scream in this movie? No. Yeah. Uh, let's but see. And it should have been a Wilhelm scream in this movie. There should have been one. All right. So no female roles to speak of. So Tony Katane, we're going to pass over that one. So let's see number six. Was there a montage in this movie? Oh God, yes. <laughs> oh my God. I, I mean, there there are certain scenes where that. Where they do the fast forward, you know, they they speed it up, but there was half, a particular half, one. Half as the well. movie's a montage. It, well, you know what, Steve? I thought I'm watching this movie, and I thought, you know what? We've often alluded to some movies as just being montages. This movie may actually be a montage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you're. I think you're not. I seriously, I don't think you're exaggerating when you say half of this movie's a montage. Yeah, it is. Just it's a. And I got to say, I think they did really well with it. I yeah. like that inclusion because you didn't need to see, you didn't need to draw the scenes out. You just needed to say, you just needed to montage it. I thought it was well done. I agree. I agree. No, uh, if totally with you, man. If you're going to do it, this is the way you do it. All right. Uh, last and certainly not least. And so it begins. Was there a B5 reference in this movie? Double, double whammy. Oh, there's a double whammy. We only talked about one, Brian. Well, 
Well, we did, but it's not. Well, Jeff, I found, you know what I, it is? I do know what it is. I'll let you go ahead and talk about it, though. Um, I didn't. Well, I, I've never seen. I never saw this movie. Well, it, maybe, maybe you have something else. But in the Crusade series, yes, Edward Woodward, yes, Edward Woodward played a techno mage, and his son Peter Woodward was actually one of the leads in that show. He was a techno mage called Galen. And this, uh, this makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. The, well, they, the, the whole movie or the whole episode was based around the interplay between those two, but it was father and son. And, uh, Peter Woodward, interestingly enough, actually appeared in the, uh, they did a little, uh, I don't know, 90 minute, uh, DVD release, uh, I don't know, six, seven years ago, uh, which was well post Babylon 5, uh, and Peter, Woodward as Galen was a featured player in that. So, so yeah, Edward, both Edward Woodward and his son played in Crusade, which was the Babylon Five spinoff. Nice. All right. Well, there you go, folks. That is it with the uh, the Man Cave Movie Review checklist. Now it is time to go to the Man Cave Movie Review of this great and fantastic film. Jeff, this one's all yours. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I I think it's clear, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, this movie um, is 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 going to go down as as one uh, as a unanimous choice, um, as something that we've all dearly loved. Possibly, we are all going to give it tens. Wouldn't you agree, gentlemen? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> or, Keep going. Rouse, all right. Uh, you know what? This movie. <laughs> This uh, it's this is a fun uh, it's a fun movie. It's about an hour and a half of 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 well crafted scenes that are connected together by um, segues, um, montages, um, fun um, interchanges of uh, using music to connect the scenes together. Um, it's it's a fun, enjoyable ride. It's pretty well written. Um, there, what I what I want everybody to do is try to not watch what's going on in um, in the foreground and try to keep looking at things in the background. It there there's a lot there's a lot to this movie. You almost have to watch it two times, I think, to kind of catch all the the humor that is being presented. It, it, by by the actors in the background too, by things that you see, um, you know, understanding that the there is a Macintosh computer uh, in the police station, about ten years old, um, that you know you may not notice the first time viewing it. It's it it it's little things like that, little Easter eggs spread throughout that that to me make this movie really enjoyable. Um, that said, I I. I do agree with Stephen Bryan when they say that, you know what, the parts are better than the whole. The movie does languish at times. Um, it, it does drag a little bit. Uh, but it could have been a lot longer had they not used about half of the montages that they did. Um, actors, I thought, were well cast. Um, the shootout at the end, I think, is worth the price of admission myself. Uh, it, you know, it's, uh, I don't, even know if there was a score in this movie. I'm sure there was, um, but it's um, 
you know, it's, you know, you've got uh, Simon as a straight guy to um, Nick's um, kind of, uh, he's not really slapstick. He's, he's more of uh, just, you know, there for comedic humor. He's not the Marty Feldman, but uh, but he's close. Well, past uh, past. Yeah, love that guy. <laughs> but um, a lot of great actors in here. Um, just just some fun fun scenes, uh, and, and it does um, when 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 it, when you're feeling like it's lagging, be prepared for a nice surprise that's going to kind of snap you back to the movie uh, or shock you back to the movie. One of the two. Um, I I think it's well worth the view. Um, you know, if you're you know sitting at home one night and everybody's gone to bed and you're like, what am I going to watch? I don't think you're going to get burnt by this movie. That said, I'm going to set the bar tonight at... I'm going to set it at 7.5. All right. Uh, Reverend, do you have a score for this one? Real quick, I, I, I don't disagree with what Jeff said. And actually, you said when, when everybody else in the house is asleep and you watch it by yourself, I actually think this movie is a better movie. Let me explain how I watched this. I was writing proposals last night till 5 o'clock in the morning. So I'm working on proposals and trying to watch the movie. So I've missed a lot of the nuance of the movie. And I think it's a movie. First first off, it's a British movie. So, uh, you know, we, we – well, and I'm apparently half deaf. And so I have to – when I watch a movie, I have to – play this shit back over and over again. Like, what the hell did he just say? And then when you add, you know, a different dialect to it, it's like, oh, Jesus. Uh, but, so there's a lot that I missed. A lot. English. Do you speak it? You and well, we're, 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 we're two cultures separate, two people separated by the common language, to quote Churchill. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, but I've missed a lot. But even then, I got a lot. So I actually think this movie, and, and I, I feel like this after reviewed it. This is a movie that if we watched it again, I would rather watch it with all you guys with some beers because I think it'd be more fun than well, watching yeah, it by yourself. That that's well said. I think if yeah, if either you you know if you watch it with a group of friends it's better. But if you if you don't, I think it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 one of those late night viewing viewings where you can just yeah. sit back and just relax. But go on. All that said, you know what? Um I, I'd give it a, I'd I'd give it a seven. I really would. I, and it, it, believe you me, when you said this freaking movie, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I have never recommended bad movies. <laughs> I haven't been around that long, so bear that in mind. <laughs> but I did. I'm like, hot fuzz? I'm like, seriously? <laughs> seriously? I think I saw that in text. Seriously? No, I did. I said it. I almost said it. I almost said a text two days ago. So, like, are we really doing hot fuzz? Is <laughs> <laughs> that a joke? <laughs> but no, I liked it. Uh, again, I missed. I missed a lot. And I'll usually watch movies at least twice, or I'll play them, or I'll go back and replay them so slow that I catch up with the stuff. Didn't do it. Didn't do it with this movie. So there's a lot that I missed. There's no no question about it. But I got enough of it to be entertained. And then as we sit and talk about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's brilliant. You know, so. So I appreciate the movie. I would appreciate it probably more uh, if I had to watch it like I usually do, which is either twice or extremely slowly, which I did not do. Uh, 
And again, I think I would just, I think as a group, we would laugh our ass off, you know, together doing this movie. So, uh, if, if we were all together. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm very comfortable with the seven. I might have pushed it all the way up to what you gave it. So, I think it's better than Shaun of the Dead. I agree. Man, you know what? We, we all may have to sit down and watch Shaun of the Dead too, like that. That's a good suggestion. All right. I'm going to give it, um, <sighs> this is those, uh, you're going to be our kin. Yeah, I might, I might have to just sit in, uh, you know what? I'm going to give it a seven. I think it was, I mean, it's a solid movie. It's worth watching. Definitely. You're not going to, you're not going to sit there and say, ah, there's two hours of my life. I'm never getting back. I mean, it's an enjoyable movie. Um, you know, if you get past kind of the fantastic plot behind the whole thing, but I mean, overall it was, it was enjoyable. I mean, you know, you heard us laughing. I mean, we had a good time with it. So, um, mm-hmm. I said, you're not going to, you're not going to lose time or money over this one. It's free. It's free on, is it Amazon? Yeah, it's, yeah, or, or, ne- or, or Netflix. Yeah, it's streaming on Netflix right now. And probably on Amazon. Those two seem to mirror each other a little bit. But yeah, you can get it out there. Uh, <clears throat> if you got a Netflix, uh, streaming account, it's, uh, it's out there. So again, sit and watch it. It's, it's a fun movie. I mean, I like Simon Pegg. I think he's, you know, the guy's a hoot. I mean, he's just fun to watch. And you see him a little bit out of character in this, which is which is kind of fun and enjoyable. So definitely go go check it out. So I did like him as the inclusion in the Mission Impossible series. Yes, I've not watched those, yeah. so I can't tell. They're they're actually really good. I highly recommend them. There's uh, let's see, one is good. It's almost getting to be. I think it's like the Bond thing. One or the Star yeah. Trek. One the odd odd good, even bad maybe. Yeah, well, your, your your feelings about Matt Damon are reflective of my feelings about Tom Cruise. Really? Okay. I think Tom Cruise is a far better actor than Matt Damon. As a matter of fact, I'm a better actor than Matt Damon, but who knows? <laughs> I, 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 I can't really argue that. It's, I'm just saying. <laughs> you, may, may, you, know, you may be a better actor. You know, the, the thing of it is... I'm serious. The Martian's a freaking good movie. Guys. It, it is a good it is a good movie, but that guy is... I, I'm sorry. He is so wooden as hell. The only reason, let's put it this way. You got two actors out there that have been making their name because they wrote a screenplay or they wrote the, the, the story Goodwill Hunting. And that is what catapulted Ben Affleck and Matt Damon into Hollywood. And now all of a sudden, because they thought these guys wrote one of the great screenplays of our time, they could be good actors. Guess what? Affleck. They're, they're not. They're not. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I mean, all you had to do, like I said, you know, Smoking Aces, some of the best performance ever saw. Yeah, oh, we the best performance of Ben Affleck. Everybody tells me I should. Yeah. Got Brian. Kids love it. Put yeah. down the headphones tonight and go and yeah. watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah. The best performance of Ben Affleck is when he got whacked and somebody else was Affleck. actually like reading his lines. Ugh. I did, I did like Affleck in the town. Never saw it. I don't watch any movies with those guys because they just ruin it. I mean, the first movie I think I ever saw Damon in was Saving Private Ryan, and I even at, at that point was like, "This guy sucks." Screw it. This guy sucks. I mean, he was, the, I thought he was. Yeah. It's like everybody else in that movie was fantastic. It's like yeah. he was like, "What?" The thing he's, is, so, he's, he's your Ivanova. Is that right? Oh. I really think so. I mean, honestly, I think it was like when I first saw, because I never saw Matt Damon in anything up to that point. 
And I kept thinking, oh, this is like the director's nephew or something. <laughs> but or, you know, you know what, Steve, that's how I feel about most. I mean, I hate. I, that's how I feel about most American actors. It's I like, do too. Yeah. Oh, they just they just bumped out of a jeans commercial. <laughs> you know, or who's I doing really hot right now? Used to be a stripper dude. I mean, I, I, they just just like, oh, he's a hot looking guy. He'll be great. And next thing you know, he's the biggest fucking star in Hollywood. Excuse my French. Yeah. And that's how we pick actors. It's yeah. like, oh, how, how's he looking those jeans? Oh, I mean, you know, he needs to be a star. I mean, that's how we pick actors in America. I really feel that way. Yeah. And so right. I kind of look at that way about a lot of these guys. But anyway, a topic for another day. So, yeah, um, yeah don't get me going on that. Freaking right. Who started the Mad Damon bullshit anyway? You. <laughs> All right. Guilty as charged. I threw the meat out there. Yeah. yeah I threw the meat <laughs> the red meat for you. Chums the, the, the water. the water. Chums the water. All right, folks. That's it with Man Cave Movie Review, episode 209? Nine? Yeah. Uh, hope it. you like the show. And nine. Nine. And we'll be back for more. Um. Look for us on Facebook and on iTunes. Uh, just uh, type in Man Cave Movie Review. We've been out there long enough that all of our stuff will come up. Um, so I am sure Mark's going to be back for the next one because God knows I won't. <laughs> I actually may be out of town. I, I'm thinking so we what was I'm looking at the calendar right now trying to figure out when the hell my schedule is going to be. But anyway. Um, yeah. But no, I, I I will be happy to pinch hit if I need to. Um, actually, this show. Well, you did your usual stellar job. I did, I actually there I did. Go. I actually this is not going to require much of an edit at all, so I'm pretty happy. So anyway, there you go, cool. folks. That's it with the Man Cave Movie Review. Hope you enjoyed the no, show. It's podcast either. What? What'd you say? <laughs> not the yeah. Read that. <laughs> I missed it. See, <laughs> <laughs> we all said it. See, Jeff, say it again. I'll interpret. <laughs> Yeah. I'll say podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Steve, you're the best. Oh, is that it? Okay. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. So that is it with episode 209. Thank God. Jeff, Jeff he said, you're an asshole. Okay. <laughs> just trying to get a common lingo here. <laughs> you know, this could be fun. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we should go out sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't that be an interesting evening to go out to a bar and have somebody just speak gibberish and have a guy in the middle just making shit up? <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a thought. That's an interesting thought, guy. Oh, man. This is legs to it now. <laughs> we just got to get it's right. An it's an idea. <laughs> Rony will be so embarrassed and pissed at the same time. Oh, yo, know, did you imagine Kenny would be so? Because he's like, I, I don't know you people. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ken would not do that. No, nope. <laughs> he would not be part of that. No, nope. Ken would not. Actually, I think I think Mark would have an issue with that as well. <laughs> I don't. I think Mark would just sit back and laugh. <laughs> I just. <laughs> 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 And, oh, God, if, this is too much fun. and if any of our listeners out there want to know why I retired, 
I've got I, they're, they're, the A and B are on this podcast. There right? you go. Thank you. The defense. Yeah, when you, when you gave us the freaking car keys about. <laughs> well, the reason I did is because I heard my dog barking up there. I went up there. Pervert in a, in a kindergarten. Well, my dog was barking, so I go up there, and he has literally chewed off and ripped off the entire first floor carpeting of our steps. So I am not in the best of mood right now. <laughs> Complete with the freaking tax that somehow he was able to pull out that there's, and there's, oh. <laughs> God That's bless it. you, your little corky. Yeah, that, that little son of a bitch is going back. In <laughs> oh, that's a change of tune. God damn, I'm so. Oh, oh, that's the thing. I'm going to be hearing it tomorrow. Deb's going to come downstairs. I can hear it now. So, are we going to see some pictures that, that we need to send to the SPCA tomorrow or what? No, I mean, it's. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Steve, rule number one <laughs> I need a dog. You have to buy a dog house that you can also fit into. All right? That. That is something you need to look into. Now, I might recommend small flat screen TV. All right. Um, maybe some plush carpet. Um, and a little holder for your blanket and pillow. That's, those are just some suggestions I have for you. Thanks a lot. All right. So that's it, folks. That's it with episode 209. I'm closing this bad boy up. Hope you enjoyed the show. Check us out again next time. Until then, ciao. Wait a minute. We didn't say goodnight. You did now. Yeah. Steve, I just want to say, and using the words of Tom Weaver, if we don't come down hard on these clowns, we're going to be up to our balls in podcasters. Brian, you got anything to add to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to quote Nick, Nick Frost, who made you judge Judy and execution? <laughs> <laughs> he was Mr. Battle Prophets. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Malaprop. Mark, Mark, get your ass back here as soon as you can because I can't take it anymore. <laughs> One episode. Come on, man. Steve, this, this was like the worst nightmare of anybody trying to wrangle Jeff and I. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm not missing this podcast. Brian's on here for me. It just, yeah, it's just like, well, I'm not even.